Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. This is Tracy Belt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Realtrends. Realtrends 500 data shows that there are a handful of brokerage owners who consistently achieve high growth year after year. These brokers were selected to be 2020 Realtrends Game Changers. Today, we're speaking with Ashley Bowers, President of HomeSmart International in Arizona, to find out how they managed 86% growth between 2014 and 2018. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah, so let's just kind of start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about your brokerage, your position. Um, I think you've been with HomeSmart since 2013, and we're instrumental in implementing growth initiatives. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, we have a saying at HomeSmart that we set ridiculous expectations and we find a way to make those expectations normal. Um, And so that's kind of the basis of everything that we do. And we've been strategically building a leadership team as well as a mid-management team to make sure that we can continue um, to sustain hyper-growth metrics in all areas of the business, whether it be you know, the brokerage or the franchise side. Um, we're continuing with franchising across the country, looking at being in all 50 states by the end of 2023. Um, and our growth plan right now has us doubling our agent count um, in the next three years. And so we're okay, great. laser focused. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That sounds wonderful. So obviously achieving that type of growth um, over the past four years is incredible. So tell me about those years, uh, mergers, acquisitions, organic growth. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you grew. Absolutely. So we actually focus on all areas of growth. Um, We continue to focus on our organic growth. We range anywhere from 7% net agent gain to 13% net agent gain, depending on our market. Um, some of the markets where we're, you know, have a heavier saturation, obviously, uh, we have that lower percentage, you know, it's kind of evening out a little bit, but we're still able to maintain it each year. Um, and then franchising and bringing on not only conversions, but also we bring on a lot of startups. Uh, so our startup franchises typically have a growth goal to get from you know, zero or maybe two or three of them that are running the brokerage as well as starting it. Um, to 100 agents in their first year is really where we try to get them to. So it's very quick, um, and obviously that can have some um, stress in that as well. And then we have been trying to really be strategic about our acquisitions over the last several years. Uh, We're getting more aggressive with those, but we've had um, 1,500 agents that we acquired in Denver, Colorado a couple years ago, and about 150 agents in the Phoenix market that we've acquired over the last uh, couple of years, and then most recently 650 agents in the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. market. Uh, Our growth plan for the next three years would be 2,500 acquired agents per year in order for us to hit our target. Okay, great. So obviously in every entrepreneur's life, there's an aha moment when you realized you needed to change the way you were doing things in order to scale and grow or stop with the current business plan and get creative. So what was your aha moment? Wow. Uh, I think actually one of them was just even this year. Um, I was introduced to a concept in strategic planning. I've always been a planner. My background is in organizational development and psychology. So that's an area of focus for me within the business. 
And, you know, you get into those one-year, three-year plans and you're just constantly going for that end goal and not necessarily looking more at those micro goals that you can manage and shift on kind of on a monthly basis. And I was able to hear um, a speech on a tool set called the Three Hag Way. Mm-hmm. And it talked about quarterly planning to really get to predictable numbers. And so how you have a three-year uh, plan that's broken into 12 quarters and you adjust slightly each quarter based on hit- hitting and or exceeding the targets. And this individual that created the concept has uh, used this with six different organizations herself plus her consulting organizations to actually be able to predict cash, profit, and top-line revenue three years out um, very consistently. And okay. it's not something that we've been able to do. Most entrepreneurs can't do it. Um, no. We just think if we just keep going, we'll hit it, and you keep striving, and um, you right. know, build plans to hit it, but it's not quite that predictable. And I think that was a big one for us in the last, even just in the last six months. It's been a big one for all of us inside HomeSmart. Okay. So let's talk some specifics about your growth. Um, what did you and your leadership team do to create such growth? And it, it kind of piggyback on your aha moment. So tell me a little bit about your recruiting, your business practices, and your culture. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that obviously starts with our founder and CEO, Matt Widows, and he's always about like that next thing and the growth, but he's very specific that we have to have a place where people want to come to work, work hard, have fun, and make an impact while they're doing that. And I think we kind of keep that at the core of our decisions and try to balance our tech focus with our operational focus, with our service focus, with our culture focus. And it's it's a delicate balance at times, uh, to say the least. So we we start inside with the employees first. If they're happy, they're going to serve our customers, you know, agents and consumers um, much better than if they're not. And so we really focus on our employee net promoter score and how they feel about being in the organization, making sure that regardless of their position, they understand how it impacts the top line and the bottom line, as well as our franchise brokers, our agents, and our consumers. And so they can kind of see the work that they do and how it transcends throughout the organization and even outside of the organization. Um, And so I think that that's key is them understanding. Like we have our agent services team, they have to answer 92% of calls in seven seconds or less that come into the brokerage. Um, and that's from around the country because they service the agents of our franchises. And they will jump up and celebrate and scream when they hit 96% and 97% for a week. So it's exciting to them versus it feeling like it's this hard metric that we're always focusing on. So kind of changing the way people feel about the numbers, I think, has been key. Um, we are always recruiting. You know, obviously, we have referral programs and things like that with our agents, but we have corporate recruiters within all of our markets. And then we also have a call center uh, in our headquarters office that does calling around the country, not only for our corporate locations, but also for all of our franchise locations. And that was a game changer for us um, a few years ago. Our franchise side was only growing at about 10 to 12% net agent count each year. And we had to change something. Otherwise, we weren't going to hit that scale mark. And so we added the call center because as a startup franchise, it was really difficult, number one, for them to hire a dedicated recruiter or agent recruiting just went on that proverbial to-do list like it does for a lot of broker owners. And so it wasn't something that the prospecting wasn't getting done, right? If there was a meeting or somebody walked in, obviously they were having that, but the prospecting wasn't getting completed. And so we started the call center. Since having the call center in place, our franchise system 
they grow between 25 and 32% at each year. So it's really been a changer for us. And tell me a little bit about the call center. How many people work in the call center, and are they working, you know, day and night? Or, you know, tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so we we service the call center and actually all of our departments um, across all of the U.S. time zones. So from Hawaii to East Coast, we're open. Um, and the call center has about 17 people in it currently. Um, you know, I mean, yes, we have turnover and things like that in the call center, uh, but not nearly as much as your typical call center. We run about 25% turnover in our call center. So that helps us um, kind of really teach them about the market and what it is that they're, that they're selling. And they tend to really like it because agents want to hear about new opportunities or at least hear about competition. Um, so the calls aren't as angry as your typical call center position. Um, mm-hmm. But the demographic of our call center is very similar to any call center. Uh, and so we have a lot of competition, like monthly contests, quarterly contests. So it's a very fun culture up there. Um, it's, it's in our corporate office. And we try to pull them into different events and get them exposed um, to the agent population as much as possible. And our franchisees are fantastic because whenever they come to the corporate office, they'll go and sit and do calls side by side with their representative who's calling in their market. And they get to know them and have those types of conversations. And a lot of people at that level and that organizations don't get to experience that. So they really appreciate it. Okay. And how are you training the the call center employees? Um, I assume they're employees to, yeah. you know, to recruit. Yeah. So they're more, uh, more or less their lead gen or appointment setters versus doing the actual recruiting. They can't do the hiring piece of it. The broker still has to do that side. Um, but what they do is they go through all of our typical new employee orientation, uh, which is about four days uh, when anyone comes on board to understand what we do, how we do it, our value prop, our culture. And then they get two weeks of on-the-job intensive training before they ever start making a phone call. Um, and so they're, they're listening, they're doing side-by-sides, the leaders of the department are calling and they're, you know, helping them through that. We have lots of scripts and decision trees and things of that nature, lots of automation with our technology um, to make sure that they're always talking about the right location and what's available. And then we integrate with all of the franchisees' calendars so they can set appointments for them um, so that the agent can go in and actually be interviewed and then potentially hired by the broker owner. Um, okay. And then ongoing, you know, there's lots of coaching and chair sides. And one of the things we do is about every four months, we switch the location that they're calling uh, just to kind of refresh and give them something a little bit different to talk about. And that tends to really help our results as well. Okay, great. So if you could offer other brokers some advice when growing their businesses, what would it be? This might be kind of a lessons learned. Yeah, cut out the noise. Um, you know, internally, we always say if the industry is kind of going one direction, we're usually going the opposite. And every once in a while, we will um, get in our own heads and think that maybe we should do something more traditional or get involved in something or join a conversation. And every time we do, it really becomes a distraction. So just, you know, build your plan, you know, run your plan, run your business the way you want it, build the culture that you want to have and, you know, be mindful of what else is going on and be selective on the things that you also want to join in on, but cut the noise. And when people are saying it's not going to work or it's not going to happen or you can't do it, just kind of keep that focus. Um, if Matt wouldn't have been able to do that years ago, we wouldn't be celebrating our 20th year, you know, come January. So um, I think that that's really important. 
Okay, great. Well, congratulations on being named a 2020 Real Trends Game Changer, and thank you for joining Real Trends today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.